0: Welcome to LHA Church. You're about to hear another inspirational message from Pastor Jerry Galloway, lead pastor here at Lighthouse Assembly. It's our prayer that this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. It's great to have you today with us in the house of the Lord, and we do celebrate Father's Day. We say happy Father's Day to all of you. Fathers, we are honored to have you with us today. It's a great day to be together. We have We've titled our day-to-day Real Heroes. You know, today as we honor and we salute heroes that have changed our world, really we're talking about our fathers. Our world has confused, it has misconstrued, and it has lost what a real hero is really about. The world has called sports figures and entertainers and anyone that they thought was important to them, they would title them as a hero. But a hero, by definition, is a brave person, a person of courage, a man or woman of the hour. And while the world has confused the term hero, every day of our lives, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, our fathers fill the role of a real hero. As fathers, there's one blessing that has come to us. As fathers, we carry a name that no other person, no other entity in all of creation has to all of our fathers today you and i carry the same name as our heavenly father we're the only ones in all of creation that have been blessed with that title and this morning i've asked some individuals it's we're going to do something different today for fathers day I believe you're going to be challenged today. I've asked three different individuals that are going to be coming this morning, and they're going to be sharing along with me today concerning the roles and the influence of a father. First person that's going to come this morning will be Wayne Ellis, and Wayne is going to come in a few moments, and he's going to share from a military perspective and a father's perspective about sacrifice. Then Jeff Tomlinson is going to come, and he's going to come as a police officer, and he's going to share the role of a police officer and a father to protect and defend his family. And then Scott is going to be coming. Scott Cox is going to be coming, and Scott has something that none of the rest of us guys speaking today have. His wife had their second child this week. Yeah, congratulations. Congratulations. She was due, I think actually a week ago this past Thursday, and I sent Scott a text that morning. I said, So? And he said, Nothing's happened. I said, Tell her to hurry up. It didn't go very far. She didn't buy Scott's words or mine. (laughs) And that baby came when it wanted to. But Scott will be coming this morning, and he's gonna be sharing in the role of a fireman. And what it means as a fireman and a father to always be ready to rescue and come to the aid of our families. There are roles that God has given to us as fathers. We were created to fill those roles, we were designed by God the Creator to be that man. And my prayer today is that as fathers, we will pick up the mantle. We will be everything that God has created us to be. I' must ask Wayne if he'll come.
1: Thank you, pastor. When the pastor called and I agreed to share this morning, I immediately started scratching my head. How can I speak about sacrifice when I've always considered military duty just that, service and duty? I thought, well, maybe Marge could better see the sacrifice and perhaps be willing to share. So I asked her, I said, how would you like to speak on sacrifices that fathers make when serving in the military? She quickly said, nope. So I quickly said, "Okay, she's not here today. She went to California, I think, to make sure I didn't call on her. (laughs) That's not true. She's visiting her grandson. It's estimated that about 7% of the population has served in the military. This includes both men and women. It is Father's Day. I will share as a father. But because I am not talking about mothers, doesn't diminish the sacrifice mothers have experienced when called to serve. What goes through a father's mind when he decides to take the oath of office, to raise his right hand, and to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic? I believe perhaps the number one thought is the possibility of leaving behind those that he loves. Knowing that service may involve peacetime, wartime, or a little bit of both. Our 243 years of American history is filled with wars. The deadliest war was the Civil War, over 600,000 600, were killed, World War II, over 400,000, then we go to World War I, over 100,000, Vietnam, 60,000, Korea, about 38,000, going on down to a Mexican war, Iraq, Afghanistan, there's been large wars, smaller conflicts and they will always be present. So perhaps sacrifice is part of duty. This morning I'm going to focus on just three areas where sacrifice may be evident for a father in military service. The first one is physical, mental well-being. Physical and mental challenges start in basic training, as Christian will no doubt be finding out within a couple of days, now that he's headed for the Air Force. Often, the acquisition of additional technical or leadership skills demand more or additional physical and mental hardships. Some fathers are called upon to put those skills to use on the battlefield. Some of you know that I served as an infantry platoon leader in Vietnam with the 82nd Airborne. Often my unit did combat assaults via helicopter deep into enemy territory to execute various missions. There in the sweltering 100 plus degree heat of the jungle, often for days and weeks at a time. Matter of fact, one operation was... 39 days in a row. We would face sleepless nights, waiting, observing, and sometimes engaging the enemy. The next day, that would continue. There was no catching up on your sleep. The next day, we lived almost like animals. Never changing clothes. Personal hygiene was of no concern. The last thing you wanted to do was shave and have the bubbles go downstream and the enemy would know that you were there. Eating small cans of sea rations. Getting water out of the streams and the rivers and putting iodine tablets in it to purify. Many fathers have been called upon to sacrifice their physical and mental well-being. And each have a story. Today, I will simply share a little bit of mine. When you make a decision, keep in mind, at that time in particular, I was only 20 years old. And when you make those decisions that impact other people's lives, whether they are friends or foes, the remembrance of those situations are not limited to just the battlefield. They will continue for life. A soldier once said, I have done things that haunt me at night so that you, your families, and your community can sleep in peace. A sacrifice that military fathers are willing to pay. Let's put numbers to some of the physical and mental sacrifices. If I could draw your attention to the the third and fourth item there. Service member deaths and wounded, over three million. Now let me put that in a proper context. 20 of our states have three million or less in their total population. 20 of our states have three million people or less in their states as far as population is concerned. That's a lot of sacrifice. I think too often we gloss over numbers. But that impacts lives, that impacts moms, dads, sons, daughters, mothers, fathers, communities. Mental health sacrifice. 22 veterans a day commit suicide. One person from Hollywood commits suicide, and it goes into your newspapers for about three or four days. 22 veterans a day commit suicide. Yet you hear nothing. Yes. Sacrifice, my friends. Sacrifice. And a lot of PTSD goes unreported. Yet that sacrifice is real. Fathers make those sacrifices who wear the uniform. I do want to put up a slide and tell you what Jesus said about that. He said, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life. For his friends. Real heroes. Real heroes. The second area I'll cover will be spiritual health. There is great value being able to gather in the house of God as a family as many of you have done today. Sometimes fathers are called upon those in uniform as part of their duties to leave the home front and to serve our nation somewhere else. Christian fathers find it necessary to relinquish their role as spiritual leader of the home and to seek to maintain their own spiritual health. I recall in Vietnam, the war didn't stop on Sundays. We never said, thank God it's Friday. And we all laid down our weapons at 5 o'clock and we went boating and the North Vietnamese and the Viet Cong, they went and did cookouts. We didn't have churches with praise and worship and powerful preaching of God's Word. One of my soldiers just happened to be a writer for a newspaper in Minnesota And Byron, in one of his articles, had this little quote. Ever since we set up in the jungle for the night, each one of us has been reading. And guess what we have been reading? Thank you, Gideons, for your New Testaments. Yes, they were reading the Bible. A little small Bible, they read it. What else would you read? when you knew that your next step could bring you face-to-face with eternity. Sacrifice? Yes. Yes. To that I say, thank you, Lord, for the freedom together as we have today, so that when those sacrificial times do come, we as fathers have hidden the Word of God in our hearts and prepared our family to carry on in our absence. It's all done here today because the times will come. Again, 243 years of history and many, many wars. And as long as there are two people on the face of this earth, conflicts will continue until Jesus comes. The final area I wanted to speak about is family interaction. Often, a spouse and family can go where the service member is assigned. However, there are times of separation because of extended training or deployments into non-secure areas. Some assignments do not allow for the family. Fathers aren't able to buy a house or keep the children in a certain school system because they are always being reassigned and their duty is so mobile. Most married veterans, early in their relationship, early in their marriage when they start this journey. During this time, it's supposed to be a time where you learn about your spouse. You're over here like a pyramid. She's over here. You've just gotten married. But as time passes, you give and you take and you come closer together as time passes. to ultimately, you're thinking as one. But where is dad? Dad's gone. By the time dad gets back from his deployment or his assignment somewhere, Mom and the dad are doing, or mom and the kids are doing things a certain way. Now dad re enters the picture and he takes on his role. Things are different. This often will lead to conflict. Yes, you do sacrifice healthy family interactions. Personally, I not only missed the birth of my first child, I missed the first seven months of her life. During Vietnam, we didn't have the technology that we have today. The Red Cross sent a congratulatory detailed message. It said, you have a daughter. Well, except for one week of R&R, I spoke to my wife one time during that entire year, one time. And it was over a ham radio, some of you older folks, more senior folks, mature folks. You might remember the old ham radio. That's where you got on there and someone somewhere took the message and relayed it and relayed it and eventually it got to me. And it was kind of like one of those things, I love you, over, and they passed that on. And then she may say something else, and, of course, I will respond. So the whole world knew what we were saying. Truly romantic. Also, we missed our first anniversary together. Our wedding involved coming home on a Friday evening getting married the next day and the next morning we were on our way back to active duty at Fort Campbell, Kentucky. That was our marriage and our honeymoon. But you know what? Fifty years later, I stand here still married to the same beautiful woman. God did that. Okay? Okay. I'm sharing areas of concern, but I'm also here to tell you that God makes a difference in lives. It goes back to when I am weak, He is strong. I should not be standing here today. And forgive me for deviating from my notes for just a minute. God preserved my life. There were too many times when I had to make decisions that could have resulted in tragedy. There were times when things happened to where it should have been me. But God, for whatever reason, let things go that far from me. And even in our relationship, God took a woman who was full of the Holy Spirit, And he let her love me in spite of the circumstances. Sacrifice, yes. God made a difference in our lives. Fathers do want to be and are needed to be role models. Children long to see their fathers at school events, ball games, and to feel the security of dad tucking them in at night. We also know that some fathers return physically and emotionally different and bear the scars of war. Unfortunately, fathers in the performance of their duties will find themselves sacrificing healthy family interactions. So all of us Enjoy the freedom to sit here with our families today and experience the joys of holidays, cookouts, and the blessings that God has given America. And I know this wasn't full of joy and happiness and and all of that and a, a lot of humor. But this is real. Sacrifice is not a time of joy. Fathers, again, I leave you with this thought. Sometimes when duty calls, sacrifice is not far behind. Sacrifice, fathers, is not an option. I'll say that one more time. Sacrifice, fathers, is not an option, but is our gift to those that we love. It is our gift to those that we love. I'll be followed by my brother, Jeff Tomlinson. Share your heart, my friend.
2: Thank you. Uh, Pastor Jerry asked me to speak with you guys today on the role fathers play in their children's lives. The Bible passage I want us to key on today is going to come from Psalm 91, verse 1 through 4. And it talks about God's protection. And I'm going to read that for you. This is going to be from the Good News Translation. Welcome to fatherhood. (laughs) Okay, it says... uh, Whoever goes to the Lord for safety, whoever remains under the protection of the Almighty, can say to him, you are my defender and protector. You are my God and you I trust. He will keep you safe from all hidden dangers and from all deadly diseases. He will cover you with his wings. You will be safe in his care. His faithfulness will protect and defend you. Now police officers, Uh, Wear many hats. Sometimes we, we meet people and we have to be the counselor. Sometimes we meet people and we have to be the psychologist or a psychiatrist. That's scary. Sometimes we're enforcers. And sometimes we're protectors and defenders. We're schooled in both state and constitutional law. And we actually swear an oath to defend. Much like Brother Wayne said, we defend and uphold these laws. Now, I want you guys to look at this this is an Indiana code book this is just uh, gonna be title 35 this is criminal and traffic law now I would venture to say you would probably agree with me that there's no policeman lawmaker or citizen who knows everything that this book says or could possibly memorize it that's that's something (laughs) okay but a good police officer will continually be updating himself and learning the new laws that come out. Every year they change. Man decides that something else needs to be illegal or something else shouldn't be. And a good police officer will keep up to date on that book, and he'll also review the things that he already knows that are that we use all the time. We're also given many tools to do our job, as you can see on my gun belt. All right. Um, see, I've got guns, I've got cuffs. What is this? Magazines. I've got a taser. Radio, vest, and I've got stuff that you can't even see here. I got my handy notebook. That a lot. My pen on my shoulder. Okay. Now, I've got all this stuff, my radio, I don't even know if I mentioned that. Got my radio. So I've got all this stuff, okay? and I've changed it up a little since I started as I've gotten older I used to have some heavier things on here that with age and experience you just remove those things and get rid of them nothing nothing's on my back anymore so as I sit in the car for 40 hours a week or whatever that is it's not killing me but some of these tools on here are very prominent Uh, as I walk up probably most of you or most people see a police officer and the first thing they may notice is their gun okay that's a very important tool But it's not necessarily the most significant tool. Other tools that I have, I use uh, much more often than that, as any as Josh or Brother Wayne when he was a policeman could tell you that maybe this notebook I use daily, these cuffs I've used much more than this gun. My radio, my main form of communication, my lifeline, I use this all the time. And that's because each one of these tools has a purpose and a function as a protector and defender of law and society. Now as a father, we're called to defend our children from the powers of darkness of the world. And when I'm at work, I see some of the darkest and most dangerous parts of the world. And it has an effect on me, it has an effect on all of us. And if you ever talk to a policeman, you should ask them about the naked dream, okay? This is kind of weird, but almost every policeman I know has had this dream in some form or another. All right. The dream kind of starts like this. You're you're asleep and all of a sudden you're in a large open area. There's nothing around you. You can barely see. And then from the outside edge of this beam of light that you can barely make out, there's some type of a danger that's coming at you. And this danger could take the four guys have told me all sorts of things. It could be an assailant coming at you with a gun. It could be just some sense of darkness or evil coming in at you. But slowly, it starts to come in at you. And there's nowhere for you to hide or to take cover. There's nothing around. So you start to reach for the things that you know will protect you. You might reach for your gun or your taser. But those things aren't there all of a sudden. You realize you don't, you look down, you don't even have your belt on. There's no vest on to protect you if you were to get shot. Matter of fact, you look down and you have no clothes on. You have nothing you're naked and alone and the darkness is closing in on you and you're freaking out and the darkness is getting closer and closer and closer and suddenly BAM you wake up sweating okay now fathering children feels like this to me at times it does And it scares me when I think, though, of my children going up in this fallen world. So real life is slightly different from the dream, but the evil is still real. It's still out there. And like policemen, fathers wear different hats at different times. And God's given each of us tools for our belts that we can use in different situations as the situation calls for it. And unlike that Indiana code book, the Bible doesn't change with the whims of man the Bible is the same yesterday today and forever and you need it as a father you need to read this and you need to know what God's word says about how to be a defender and a protector because God gives us different tools all right he gives each of us something different we're not all the same God loves variety but he does give us some of the same tools and of these tools that we um, have together all of us The most important ones are gonna be your mind, your tongue, your heart, all right? And another key role is your actions. Now, we teach our children so many things on different occasions. Try to teach them how to act, what to say, what not to say, how to live. You try to teach them right and wrong by modeling Christ-like behavior. You do your best, dads. However, our actions teach them more than our words ever can. We can't control what happens outside of our house, but we're the gatekeepers for what is allowed to come in. And if you minimize your role as a gatekeeper, watch how fast the world will get its claws into your kids. And as a father, you may have compromised at times, and you may have thought that this was okay or that was okay, and you'll you'll see what happens, uh, and it's hard to regain that ground that you've lost. Now, today I was going to wear my spiffy uniform. I do actually have a spiffy uniform. This is my Daily, everyday uniform I wear, and Josh may know that I may not be able to fit to my spiffy uniform. However, the reason I actually wore this uniform today, uh, with my normal duty belt and gear, I have 20 years worth of use on this, most of this stuff. A lot of this stuff, I've probably been through 10 pairs of boots, but I have 20 years of use on a lot of this stuff. Show signs of wear and tear, okay? As a policeman, I'm one of the first lines of defense against evil between the citizen and whatever the bad thing happens to be. As a father, you guys are going to be the first line of defense to your children and family against evil. You guys are going to struggle. As fathers, we struggle. We make mistakes, and sometimes we fall down. Same thing as a policeman. I've made mistakes. I wish I could change Decisions I've made, but you can't always. As a dad, you're going to show signs of wear and tear. I've had two surgeries on this knee. I've had eye surgery. My back hurts. My neck hurts. Things pop that I didn't know could pop. That's just the way life is, guys. All right, you're going to show signs of wear and tear. But don't be discouraged. Get up. Brush yourself off and don't give up. The Holy Spirit Is advocating on your behalf to the Father, and God is on your side. He says it right there in his word that I read. So stay close to the Lord, stay deep in his word, and he will defend and protect you as he has promised. Through his word and his spirit, he will give you the tools to defend and protect your children and family. Amen. All right, I'd like to introduce Scott Cox. Scott's a fireman and a first responder, too. Scott.
3: Unlike Jeff, I didn't bring a workout with me with the books. I just got one thing. (laughs) Um, And kind of like Pastor Jerry said, we did just have our second child on Monday. So being prepared is... Not much of it here today with me. (laughs) Um, I don't have a presentation or anything, but uh, I think that's part of what he wanted me to talk on was being ready at all the time. Um, So he's kind of giving me a passage here to speak on, and it's going to be Psalms forty-six, one, And God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. And as a fireman, that seems like that's a number one thing, is having him. Because, you know, we're ready all the time. I'm a volunteer fireman. I'm not a paid. So I can be sitting at home at dinner for Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, anything. And if the tones go off, I leave. So not only am I at the readiness, but my whole family is, my wife, my kids. Because if I leave, they're sitting there eating there by themselves. I'm not there anymore. Um, And I'm a young father. My oldest daughter's only two. So I feel like, you know, I'm starting out in this pretty new, um, but one thing I can notice is you never know what the problem's going to be. So you got to be ready for all them different problems. Kind of like being a father or, or being a fireman is we get the tones, we don't know what we're going to. Sometimes we'll get a tone that says, fully engulfed house fire. You get there and it's a little bit of a fire outside the home that somebody's seen the smoke and they thought it was a fully engulfed house fire. So you're ready for the worst, the absolute worst. When you get there, there's nothing. Evie may scream in there and start crying, and it sounds like she's about to die, and you're like, oh my lord, you go around to her bedroom? She dropped her toy behind her bed, and she just can't reach it. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's how I can tie that together. <laughs> you never know what you're going in for. <laughs> uh, you know, like I say, with the fire department, that's what we get all the time, I mean, and God loves people with cell phones and the fact that they want to call because they think somebody needs help, but whenever you see a car on the side of the road and you think it just had an accident, but it really just pulled over so they could call someone on the phone, and we get called out at 3.30 in the morning to drive around and look for a car that doesn't exist anymore, you think somebody's really in need, guys, stop maybe and ask. <laughs> Don't just call 911. <laughs> but, you know, and that's kind of the thing, like that, whatever, you know, any little thing, you know, and... You know, you said we bring home our new son. You know, Wednesday we came home with him. And this is one thing that kind of stuck in my mind whenever he asked me to talk today was bravery and, and uh, you know, courage. You know, being willing to do the fearless, you know, be fearless, to go into the danger and, and just and a lot of people you see firemen, see these T-shirts and stuff, and it's bravery, courage, valor, and honor. And, man, being a dad takes a lot of that. Uh, scared to death Monday. Whenever she tells me to come back home, I'm scared to death. I know, got one already. You think I'd be all right now? Little man comes out, and he's so little, and I'm so used now to this toddler that I can wrestle with, and I got this little guy, and I had to change his diaper for the first time. Holy cow! Open my eyes up again because i 'm used to a toddler changing her diaper, and she you know she fights me, and I fight her back he 's fighting me and it 's like i can 't fight him back i 'm going to hurt him <laughs> you know and it 's just a big difference and it 's scary and and being a fireman, everything we do can be scary because we never know what we 're going into and and being a dad that 's got to be the scariest thing i 've ever done in my entire life i 've been in burning buildings i have been Auto accidents that are scary and horrible. I mean, we see some of the worst stuff you could ever imagine in your nightmares. We see, but being a dad is by far the scariest, but it's also the best. I mean, it and that's the thing about being a fireman we don't get paid, we're volunteer, we don't get paid. We go out there and we help whoever needs us at that point in time because we want to help them. We don't care to get the recognition. I don't, we, I know, me personally, I don't care if somebody says, Hey, Thanks for helping. I don't care. I'm not there to get recognition. I'm there to help the people that are in need when they need us. And you know, that's the thing with a dad. You don't care about that recognition. You know that they're your child and you have to do whatever it takes to make sure they have what they need when they need it and and get them through it. And that's the biggest part. You don't care. It's not, well, he gets to be 13 or 15. He's gonna start mowing the yard and take care of me. No, I could care less about that. The fact of the matter is they're your children. You need to step up and be a man and be there as a father. And, you know, as a volunteer fireman and what we do there, not very many guys want to devote their time anymore. Nobody wants to go in the middle of the night at 3.30 in the morning, whenever the tones go off, to go to Taylor University for a fire alarm because somebody burnt popcorn. Okay? So nobody joins the fire department unfortunately as a father in in the world we live in now there's too many dads that are saying I don't want to wake up at 3.30 in the morning because they want fed they want a diaper change so I'm not going to be there so as a father you got to step up you got to be that guy and that's where the Lord comes in with that passage that Pastor Jeremy told me to look at is he is our refuge he is our strength in our time of need and you got to think about that. In the middle of the night, whenever he wakes us up, or Evie woke us up, yeah, I didn't want to get out of bed either. you got to do it. And and it's the same as being a fireman. Somebody has to step up and be them guys. Because when you call 911, you expect for somebody to show up. you got to remember, at the other end of that line, there's people that are at home sleeping. There's people that are at home eating dinner with their families. And there are people at home that have their own thing going on they drop what they're doing to come to your knee, you know, and, and that's the way it is as a father, you, you don't, well, hang on, Ebby, I know you just went potty in your diaper, and you want change, because you're uncomfortable, but you got to give me an hour or so here, I want to finish what I'm doing, no, you go and do it, you know, you don't, you don't put them off, it's, they're your responsibility, and as a fireman, everybody that calls on us, they're our responsibility, and we go through, we do everything, I am mean, we're first responders, and we take care of the interstate, I-69 out there. That is the scariest place in the world, guys. <laughs> it, you got to be careful out there. Um, but like I said, being a dad has got to be the scariest part of everything I've done. Um, the thing that gets me through is knowing that the Lord's there. He's, hang on, sorry. <laughs> he give me that chance. He give me the ability to be the father that I need to be. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have any of our kids. My wife, (laughs) we wouldn't because, you know, we tried for probably a year and a half. And then finally we got pregnant with our first one. Um, That was a wonderful blessing. But we started to lose hope. We started to think, man, it's not going to happen for us. But it did. And so now, i got to do my best and run with it. And I keep looking to the Lord. Show me the strength I need. Give me the, the wisdom I need to get through this and make the best of it. And that's what all fathers do. My dad was a great father. He done the same. I'm an emotional person, and I don't try to be. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and I'm a nervous person. I'm sweating so bad up here, it's unreal. Uh, but yes, I am an emotional person. I try to be the tough guy and try to act like I'm Mr. No, I'm not. My wife knows the truth, but she usually lies for me really well. <laughs> so but yeah, you know, my dad did the same the sacrifice. Just like Wayne said, you've got to sacrifice. And there's too many guys in this world, and a lot of them my age, a lot of them in my generation, they want to go out and they want to play, but they don't want to step up and be the man they need to be, and that's why we have a lot of the crime we have. I think. I mean, we—that's what's. I think honestly, and maybe going off track a little bit here, but in my wholehearted belief, a lot of the reason why the world is turning the way the world's turning now, because fathers are walking away. You got to step up, and you got to be the dad you are meant to be, and. It, you know i mean and keep tie that in with the fire department again we got to have more guys step up people got to step up they got to want to do that and that's what it takes to be a father you've got to have the want to do that i don't do the fire department cuz i get paid i don't do it because it sounds cool to say hey i'm a fireman i do it because i want to be that person there to help and i want to take care of the business that needs done and that's what you got to do as a father you got to be willing to stand up and be there to all that it takes and you know I I really don't know what else to say or to go into like I said I wasn't too well prepared Um, it's been a crazy week (laughs) Uh, uh, sleep has been kind of minimal here and there and so (laughs) Uh, but my biggest point on what I'm trying to get across is is As a fireman, we have to be ready and willing to go for anything. We never know what we're getting called to, for sure. Um, It may be called out as a fully engulfed structure fire, and it's not, and it's just a little nothing. Or it may be called out as just an accident type unknown, and those calls, you don't know if there's somebody dead in the vehicle or if you're going to show up and nobody's hurt at all and they're all walking away. So you never know what you're going to come into. And as a father, you never know the same. Um, It's just you never know what they're going to do next. And it's kind of a great thing and as a father. I mean, so far, she's only two. I mean, I'm sure whenever I get to being, my kids are 13 to 18, I'll probably think sometimes, what in the world? And, but, you know, that time's to come. But definitely just to remember that you've got to be ready. Thank you, guys.
0: <laughs> ah. Didn't those guys do an incredible job? (laughs) What a challenge lies before us today as fathers. Guys, this call, this destiny, is not for the faint of heart, but rather it's for the willing those who will step up to the plate. God has created each one of us with a role to fill that only a father can fill in the lives of his family. My prayer today is that God will help each of us to give our very best to those that God has placed within our care. It's more important, guys, than anything else you've got going on. Kids, some of you may be like Scott, and you have a toddler and a newborn. Some of you fathers are old enough; your children are having children now. Never forget that our influence as fathers never stops. You know, today, today is uh, it's my third. Father's Day to celebrate without my father being here physically with me. And I can tell you today that my father's influence is still strong in my life. Can't tell you how many things that I do. and I think, man, that's just how my dad did it. His influence remains with me. As you're influence will remain with your children it's not an easy task God did not create you to be a father because you were perfect not one of us fathers are perfect we have made mistakes we still currently make mistakes and probably in the days ahead we'll still make some more mistakes God didn't call you to be a father because you are perfect. He made you a father because there's something that he put inside of you. It comes from him. And he wants to use your life. When I consider my life as a father, I can look at other individuals and I can say, wow, they're a whole lot better. They do a lot better job. And I think probably most dads feel that way. I encourage you today, one of the thoughts that Scott gave us there towards the end was how we have to have God's help. I need His help. I believe you need His help as well. Would you stand with me this morning? What I'd like to do at this point, I'd like to ask... Uh, if, if all of our fathers, all fathers, would you, uh, gentlemen, step out and make your way to the front of the sanctuary stand across here in the aisle uh, in the altar area. All the fathers, would you come and join me this morning?? From all across the room. I'd like to ask you guys, if you don't mind, if you'll pull in a little bit close, guys, because uh, I've got some that are going to follow up behind. Hmm. Those are good words for right now. There's no mountain as a dad that God won't climb up to get you and to help you. No walls, he won't kick down to get to you. No lies, he won't tear down to get to you because God is for you. What I'd like to do now since we have the father show, I'd like to ask for all of the other men. You say, well, I'm not a dad yet. and You say, I don't know if I'll ever have plans, but I'd like to ask all the other uh, gentlemen in the room young, old alike, would you come and stand behind all these fathers? Because the truth is, you don't have to be a father to be a man of influence. One of the guys said earlier, we need men who will step up to the plate. God uniquely created us in his own image. Your life has destiny and purpose because of God. I want to pray a prayer as you've come this morning. I want to pray a prayer over all of you men. And then, after I've prayed that prayer, sat down and In preparation for today, and I wrote out some words of blessing that I want to speak over your life because I believe with all of my heart there's power in the words we use and there's power in the blessing. I believe God's going to do some incredible things in us today. But first I want us to pray, and I'm going to ask all of you that are in the audience still if just as a point of agreement, as we pray I'm going to ask all of you ladies, if you would just take your hand and point it this way towards all of these men. Just as a point of agreement, ladies, I'm going to ask you to join me this morning and let's pray for all these men. Let's pray for them. Begin to call on the name of the Lord for these men. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we come to you today and we pray for every one of these men that are standing here. We pray for fathers. We pray for sons. We pray for brothers in this room. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, God, that your hand will be upon these men. God, these are desperate days. These are challenging days. These are trying days. And, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray you'll grant these men wisdom when they need it, strength when they need it, determination when they need it. Lord, I pray each one of them, you'll draw these men, Lord, close to you. I pray this will be a day of decision for them. And I pray for men that may be standing in this room and they've not yielded their life to you yet. Lord, I pray in this moment right now, right where they stand, Lord, they'll just say, Jesus, I yield my life to you. I give you my life, Lord. I give you my life. I want you to be the Savior of my soul. Father, I know that you hear every prayer that we pray. And you hear these prayers today so father I ask you God to keep your hand upon each one of these men I pray God the Bible talks about you're turning the hearts of the fathers back to their children God I pray that you'll give us a greater love than we've ever known for our kids God I pray that our hearts would begin to burn Lord with fresh passion Lord for our kids Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, God, we lay aside our wants, our pleasures, our things for the life of our kids. Lord, I pray that you'll use us to be agents of change in a world of confusion. Lord, would you today, would you today bless each one of of these men I pray in Jesus name amen I'm going to ask all of you men if you'll do me a favor if, would you just put your hands out like this and here's here's why I'm asking you to do this this is just a posture of receiving okay you're standing in a posture ready to receive. These today, these, these words of blessing I want to speak over your life, they're not my words, but I believe they're words for you from the Father that the Lord has spoke to my heart to give you today. May God bless you fathers. May he grant you great courage, inspirational faith, and godly determination may God bless you with all wisdom judgment understanding self discipline and self control may you be filled with kindness and grace and the power of love may he bless the sons and daughters who have come into your life that your life may be a fortifying, strengthening, and guiding hand as they walk the treacherous path of life. May you rise to the occasion and fulfill the role of a real hero. For real heroes change the world around them. May God bless you in the task He's given each of you. May He give you strength. May He give you wisdom. May He give you understanding to fulfill the role in your life and in the lives of those around you. And now, to all of my brothers, may the Lord our God keep you. May the Lord our faithful God cause his face to shine upon you. And may our God cause whatever you put your hands to to prosper that his name will be glorified in your life. In Jesus' name, I declare these blessings over you. In Jesus' name, I declare these words of destiny over you. In Jesus' name, I declare strength into your life for the task the Father has given you. And I ask it all in the name of Jesus. Amen. And guys, would you say it with me? Amen. So Be it in the name of the Lord. Guys, this is a great day for you. It's Father's Day. It's Father's Day. You are the man of the hour today. So proud of you. I believe in the things that God has for your life. Never think You know, you may be in a busy season like Scott right now and you may be changing diapers at 3 o'clock in the morning. Or you may be in a season and you're laughing because your kids are getting up and changing their kids at 3 o'clock in the morning. No matter the season, never forget. God has created you as a man of influence. I love you, brothers. I thank God for you. I pray God will bless you on this Father's Day with all goodness and all grace. God bless you all today. Have a great day, and may the joy of the Lord be your strength. Ladies, would you join me? Let's give these guys a hand this morning. As, as you leave today at the doors of... For all the men, fathers and all men included, there's a gift we've got we want to give you. And for all the ladies added to it, when you leave, you go out the door, they've got food available for you, and bottles of water. Be sure to stop by, grab something on your way out. God bless you. Have a great day today.